Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Then go over to morbidlybeautiful.com as we are now part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcasting Network. Everybody here dies by dawn. Dead by dawn. Welcome, welcome to the Spook Show. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the All-American Spook Show podcast, and I want to I want to get it out there right now. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. You're, you're probably, by now, you've got your, your Thanksgiving turkey in the refrigerator. I almost said chicken. <laughs> you've got your turkey thawing out <laughs> in the uh in Some the jokes never get old. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's the one that keeps on giving every year, right? Uh, you've got it in the fridge thawing out. You're, you're, you've bought all your ingredients, your, your fucking gravy, your, your bread, whatever else you throw out there on your cornucopia here for the, the Thanksgiving season. At least here in the United States, right? Like I don't know exactly uh, what versions of it all are all around the world, but uh, if you're celebrating here in the U.S., uh, it's time. Like you're you're, you're making the pies and, and the puddings and everything else, and you're getting ready for Thanksgiving coming up this Thursday. So, what better way to celebrate the Thanksgiving holiday than gathering around the old television with, with your family and friends and watching the Granny from 1995? Because that's what we're going to be talking about today. And it's because it was my choice. Uh, we, you know, we do our rotation, and it was my choice. And I, I just kind of like went through the list that we made of holiday movies, particularly Thanksgiving movies, and I had to pick an older one. And this is one that I had seen before, so I was like, you know what? It's time. Let's break the se- let's break the seventh seal <laughs> and bring out the granny. <laughs> uh, of course, as always, I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with uh, Will Ooh. and the Professor Smoke. What's up? Now, Donnie. Could not make it. He, he's got some uh, stuff going on, so he could not make it tonight. But we decided uh, also, uh, this is the grand uh, uh, first appearance. The, the Well, not really a first appearance because she's been here before. But this is uh, really the rechristening of, 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 a, of a part of the spook show that we've been missing. And that is the ladies' touch. So we're going to be bringing in Smoke's better half. The gravy for his taters, the uh, <laughs> the lovely Tiana. That's our, not response. Our, oh wait, no, that's, our, that's our, our final girl Tiana. She's going to be joining us. We'll see how regularly this is. We'll see. You know, we, we want to carve out a nice little spot for her here on the Spook Show. So we want to welcome Tiana. Tiana, say hello to everybody. Hi. So you've been here before, though. How long ago now was it, Smoke? When we did that Mother's Day episode, that I think that was all about like episode thirty. So this was like. God, 2019, yeah, 2019, no. 2020, something like 2020 that. Maybe. Yeah. She was, she was one of the guests on the shows cause, uh, all three of us brought our, our better halves on, right. Our significant others. And we, that was, that. Of, yeah, that was kind of the joke is like, all right, we're going to make them watch Friday the 13th on mother's day. Right. So <laughs> that was the, the gag on that episode. And she was on for that one, but I don't think she's uh, been around for anything else. And what better way to introduce you? Than the granny, right? <laughs> yeah. Now we 
Wait, are you are you a granny? Uh, no. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't think she's there yet. I don't think, but um, is there some news you want to break on the show? Yeah. <laughs> now, actually, we we were gonna do this last week because last week we had our latest cannon fodder, but you guys were running a little bit behind when we were recording that one, and you couldn't make it. So uh, now is the chance. For you guys to to say what you say your piece, <laughs> say what you want about yeah. the frog prince that we <laughs> we talked about last week, our latest uh, cannon fodder, so, Professor. I guess you, you go ahead and say your two cents first, and give us your cannonball rating. All right, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> cannon. And I, I can't remember if it was was it made for TV or or no. No, this was like was it a TV. Uh, we learned there this is a movie like, from Austin Trunick. Yeah, like this was a movie that got released in theaters. I think it was more specifically <laughs> for the international market. And then, like a couple years oh, okay. later, it got released in some format here in the U.S. But this actually did play in theaters, yeah. I think. You know, uh, in Italy and some other places, I think uh, Austin had told us uh, in 1986. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I definitely, you know, would have enjoyed it more if I'd been maybe you know five or six or so yeah. <laughs> when it came out and when I saw it back then. I, I think it was. I think the production and some of the other things that we were talking about, and I'm sure y'all talked about on the show that we were kind of talking about off here. <laughs> a little bit of the. Um, creepiness factor yeah. of things that were the going on with the print, you know, the different days between the prince and the, well, well, who would become the princess again? Yeah. That whole thing. So, uh, I won't, <laughs> I won't, I won't touch on that anymore other than just mentioning it, but, yeah. uh, yeah, we, we made, definitely we some, made quite a few jokes now. At, at that, at the expense of that last week about, <laughs> about the problematic <laughs> side of, of the creepiness <laughs> of this relationship between a yeah. full grown man and what appeared to be what about a 12 year old? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Helen Hunt was in there. That was interesting. Yeah. But uh, I think the production value for what it was for Canon and for, you know, for the movies being probably not top tier Canon even either, you know, they probably didn't divert as much funds to this as they would have missing in action or whatever. But uh, I thought it, I thought it was well enough that in, you know, that, down that route and the acting and all that and whatnot. So it's a it's based on Grimm's fairy tales. I love Grimm's fairy tales, but this isn't, you know, you're not going to get accuracy with that when it comes to, gearing it for kids there's Grimm's tale i mean this one might not have been one of the darker ones but in some of those tales a little bit darker in their original you know formats much darker than even what disney put out but so i mean i love the original tale but you know i guess they did what they could do with the money they had the frog is okay you know he looks all right i guess for that time period <laughs> I, I guess i'll give it you know with our sliding cannon scale i'll give it a i'll give it two cannonballs i mean it was it's not, it's geared for kids. I'm not going to like knock it for, I mean, you know, yeah, we talked about the creep factor a little bit or whatever. That's what it was for the time period, I guess. But see, yeah, it comes across as a little bit <laughs> odd, you know, these days. But uh, I think it was done well enough for what it was supposed to be. It's just not geared for, you know, 50 year old. Yeah. You mean this wasn't <laughs> so watching it? Yeah, watching it. 50 the age year old 50 smoke? Now, I'm, I'm shocked. <laughs> uh, Tiana, what do you, ha- you want to uh, say about it? I'll agree with my husband about the production and all was very good, but it was very slow paced. Yeah, it was for kids, but where do you where do you usually, where do you usually stand on musicals? Oh yeah, I didn't that, even mention that, but yeah, go that, ahead. I'm not really a huge musical fan, but I didn't think that was like that bad. Mm-hmm. The music, like they were on key and everything. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> that, film, but. that's a ringing endorsement yeah, too. We're going to put that on the poster. Uh, well, they were in key. 
<laughs> yeah, there, there'll be. There's been some musicals that I've well, but, yeah, that are that nothing. are not in key. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure there's more than a few of those. Nothing I will remember. <laughs> no, and I think but that's I one of the. I think that's one of the main issues is that it's it's not mem- it's not memorable. That's one of the main issues, right? Is that like it just kind of happened yeah. and then like you move on pretty quick. So I'm wondering if I even watched it back then. I don't remember. Yeah, I definitely didn't, didn't see this one. Yeah, but I was very surprised that. To learn that the frog guy was Jambi from yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Beyond having Helen Hunt in it, like that was the more the one of the other more interesting parts is that like that's that's Jambi the genie is the the frog yeah. prince <laughs> ribbit whatever. Also, the hell name is, was. I don't know if did y'all mention this on that episode or not, but in the recent past too with uh, the Grindhouse Gutter, uh, Abby mm-hmm. William Marshall who played uh, the. the I can't remember his character name in Abby, but uh, he played also, of course, Blackula that we talked about. But he was king of cartoons on uh, on Pee Wee's Playhouse. So there's two in a row, sort of Pee Wee's Playhouse yeah, you're people right. showing up on the show. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> that is weird. So how many? Uh, now you know enough about our Cannon Ball rating scale that we've explained. I mean, I'm sure you've heard Smoke complain about it or talk about it before. So zero to five, we don't give stars. We give the Cannon Ball. So Kind of grading it against other canon movies, Tiana. What what what, what cannonball rating would you give it? A two. A two. Okay. So same as yeah. same as the professor. Now I I will uh, spoil the party for you both. Like Will and I didn't give it as high as you guys. I think we both pretty much gave it a one, right, Will? Yeah. So, yeah. So y'all are actually <laughs> bumping it up a little bit, but I mean, look, <laughs> it it is what it is. I mean, yeah. it's not it's not terrible. It's just not it's not we're not the target audience, right? No, no, definitely not. And I mean, in my rating, it is my wife also kind of reflects what I guess it reflects more so the movie itself as a whole. Because if you take this and you compare it with something like I don't know, Hot Chili or some of those, I mean, I think it's better and holds up maybe for what it is more so than some of those some of those other low, even lower tiered canon films that we did. It's just like you said, it's not for our definitely not our target age group. So. No, no, to say kind of gave it leeway, I guess, based on on who it was made for and and. The fact that I guess if I had been that age at the time, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it more. Well, we'll leave that in the past where it belongs. That that happened last week, so we move forward to this week. And like I said, we're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving with the granny. But before we go any further, we want to remind you to go over to aaspookshow.com. That's the center of the Spook Show universe. From there, you can listen to all of our podcast archives, all the past episodes, 186 prior episodes, and a couple bonuses. Um, you can also get to our YouTube from there and watch series such as Hammer Horror in Order, Video Vortex, and Grindhouse Gutter. Lots of stuff always going on every week over there, so we encourage you to check that out. And also on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Show. From there, you get every month if you become a patron, and we really hope you do. Uh, you'll get every month a video mini so including the Library of the Professor, where Smoke always has something interesting or goes somewhere cool and shows us what he's he's got going on there. And then every month we also do the much-loved-by-others-and-hated-by-us uh, monthly show Crapster Peace Theater where every month you vote for what we're, you're going to subject us to. We watch it and we have to talk about it. So that's where you want to cash in on that uh, aspect of the poll for Crapster Peace Theater is right there on patreon.com slash AA Spook Show. So without any further ado, we'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for the granny. Its power was foretold. Now it has come to this house. Can you not feel its power? 
to this woman. He gave me that bottle. Said it would bring me eternal life. She is the matriarch. All of you are just waiting for me to die. The head of a family that prays for her death. This family is cursed with greed. Today, they're getting their wish. Ready? For her children, the champagne will flow. And the party begins. A toast to my dearly departed mother. But the vengeance might never end. What was that? Ready? Ah! Ah! Is it Kelly? The trap! Where is everybody? You won't like the wind! How do you fight her? What is this? How do you escape her? Stay right here. How do you stop a family of the undead? This is my fight. Stella Stevens. <laughs> Glad you could join us. Shannon Wary. The Granny. The Shocker of the Year. All right, there we go. So, uh, as far as uh, all of our backgrounds here with the with the Granny, Tiana, we'll let you go first. Have you ever seen the Granny before? Surprisingly, no. Really? <laughs> yeah. Not that I'm, I mean, I'm entirely surprised by that because it's not like this is on a list of must-see type of movies, but I thought you would have probably come across it at some point or another. <laughs> yeah, I never even heard of it. <laughs> Smoke, what about you? No, I've never seen it either. I, I think I've heard the name out there, you know, here and there, or read it somewhere or something, the granny. I mean, because the name is kind of familiar, but I've never seen the trailer or any clips from the movie, so this is the first time you know watching it or or even like i said i think i'd heard of it but not anything about it let's say will i've never heard of this movie before well myself and donnie we have a different uh history with this movie because he and i actually watched this movie a long time ago together like this was back in the old <laughs> this is back in the video days so like uh me and him and probably a couple other my brother and probably a couple others were hanging out we go to the video store and we see this and we're like, Jesus, this looks terrible. And this is like 1996, seven, eight, somewhere around there. So we rented it and we watched it. And, you know, I hadn't seen it since then. Um, but I remember us laughing our ass off at this movie at that point. Now, I once again, I come back to now, fast forward. It's still just as hilarious now as it was then. Um, and then I realized that like some of the quotes that like Donnie and I and a couple others joke about came from this movie. So, and we'll get, <laughs> we'll get into that, but like, yeah, th this is one that I actually seen, but I've only seen it like the one time way, way long. I mean, like literally 25 plus years ago. So it's been a long time, but yeah. I, so this is actually one that not only I'd heard of, but I had seen. So, and, uh, we'll have some comments from Donnie later on. Maybe he mentions that. I'm not sure. I, I he'd sent some, uh, some of his audio in because so he could give his thoughts in the, uh, uh, crypt connection. So we'll, we'll get to those later on the show. So we'll hear what he has to say. I haven't listened to it, but yeah, I, I'm sure he's probably gonna have some similar recollection of us watching this back in the day. So there is that some of the, some, a little bit of the background information, because really, honestly, there's not much. Um, I think this is one that we really just need to talk about as opposed to diving deep into the background, but 
I'll go ahead and throw some of that usual bit out anyways. Um, this was released August 25th, 1995, and this was straight to video, um, directed by Luca Bercovici. I think that's how you say his name. Uh, Smoke, are you familiar with the name? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm kind of familiar a little bit with at least the pronunciation of Italian, I guess, but I would say it's Bercovici. Bercovici. Um, written by him and Sam. <laughs> it just says Sam on here for some reason. Now, it was produced by Sam Bernard, so I assume that's the Sam that they're referring to here, but otherwise, it's just some dude named Sam. Uh, and honestly, with the uh, output that we got here, that makes that's about right, right? Um, no, 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 no. He, he's, uh, he's Sam. His son was the son of Sam. Oh, and it all comes See, back. So, yeah. and, or maybe there was some uh, uh, connection to Trick or Treat, you know, Sam, remember? Yeah. Nobody remembers? All right, well. Um, it stars <laughs> Stella, St- Stella Stevens as the granny. I mean, there's a number of things. She had a long, long career. And unfortunately she just passed away this year, back in February at age 84. She had a long, long career though. I mean, she's got 184 or I'm sorry, 142. I was, uh, over inflating the numbers, 142 acting credits on IMDb. But the, probably the things that you may or most remember her from were, uh, her role in the Poseidon adventure. And uh, she was in uh, 1963's The Nutty Professor. Tons of other stuff. But, like, those are probably the two that, at least for me, stuck out. Because, like, w- once I'm like, man, she looks really familiar. And I looked and I saw the Poseidon Adventure. I'm like, oh, yeah, now I remember. She was in that. Shannon Weary as Kelly. Uh, Luca Bercovici, the director there, as Naman Ami, that, the guy that just randomly shows up and gives out elixirs to people. You've got Brent Van Hoffman as David. Sandy Helberg as Albert. Really, those are pretty much about the only ones worth mentioning. I mean, there was character actress uh, Teresa Genzel as Leanne uh, has a small role. You may remember her from a few other random things. Like, you know, she she popped up in a lot of TV shows and movies back in the 80s. But she was in uh, that classic uh, uh, Richard Pryor movie, The Toy. She was in that. So recognizable yeah. face. Really, though, as far as, like, <laughs> background, that, that's that's pretty much it. You know, like, this was a a straight to video movies that probably not a lot of people watch. So like, I don't see anything about a budget, see nothing about a, a box office hall or anything like that. So surprise, surprise, there's not much to go, go through on that side of things. So, uh, it is rated R of course, total runtime of one hour and 25 minutes. And, uh, it was produced by United artists and tapestry films and distributed by MGM UA distribution company, their own video. So, Smoke, do you have, you, I, I assume you said you never watched or barely heard of it before. So I, I, I assume that we might've found a video that you don't have a copy of. Yeah, no, I don't have this one. And I, I'm wondering also, I should have, I mean, I, I didn't think about it ahead of time, but I should have looked it up on eBay just to see what it kind of goes for. Because if it's never been released on DVD, it's probably, probably got a decent little price tag on it. Yeah. I, is that a fact? Like, did it ever get released on DVD? Cause I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I didn't really look up anything there to see whether it was or not. Obviously it was on VHS because well, direct to video, but yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't, I, mean, I haven't like researched that part of it, but where I, I, what I was looking at, I didn't go into that, but it did say that it hadn't been released on DVD up to that point of this article being written. Now, I don't know huh. when that article was written. I was reading about, so maybe in the mean, and since then, maybe it has been, but, uh, but I haven't seen it anywhere. I, I would, you know, we usually go around all the conventions and hit up all the tables like uh, Vinegar Syndrome and all these other. And I've never seen that title anywhere on those tables. I haven't even 
you know, now it very well could be VHSPS, that VHS Preservation Society who uh, yeah. dubs these movies off onto a DVD whenever they're not available. Mm-hmm. Basically the ones that aren't in print anymore or whatever, and they haven't been released on DVD before. Now, maybe they would have had it, but I don't even remember seeing that. I usually peruse all their titles. And I, so, yeah, this was you would think strange. It, I, you I would find th- it kind of strange. I never really came across this movie other than just hearing the name. And, you know, yeah, I mean, nothing about think it. in this day and age where like people really love that like uh, niche type of stuff like oh, this, yeah. you know, where and this is truly over uh, more over the top than a lot of movies, you know, like you would think True, some yeah. some maybe it's a, a, a an ownership type of problem, you know, because this is probably what who would who what's the lineage who would probably own this? I mean, like, I think this had something to do with uh, Warner Brothers or Turner at some point. I mean, MGM, UA, yeah, you know, Arson. I think I've ever seen the Warner logo on it, right? Yeah, Whenever I, there was something yeah, Turner or Warner or something at the end I saw. So maybe there's some yeah. kind of like rights tie up here or something. Maybe that's why it never got re-released. But you would think that a movie like yeah, this, yeah, would, it's somebody would get a hold of it. People would be jumping, uh, you know, jumping at releasing this title. <laughs> some of these independent video, you know, DVD companies, yeah. yeah, just because, like you said, of how quirky and interesting and gory and all the this kind of kind of stuff going for it. That, yeah, I can't imagine it being any other reason other than legal that hadn't been on DVD yet. Why fuss and fret about dinner? Why not have it right here? Yes, this drive-in offers everyone in the family a real picnic treat for dinner. We've got delicious sandwiches with all the trimmings and your other dinner favorites, plus whatever you want to drink, hot or cold. Come early before the show starts, or eat while you're being entertained, or at intermission time. So why fuss? Give your family a tasty dinner at this drive-in. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. So I hopped on over to audible.com, typed in The Granny to see what would pop up, and obviously it has nothing to do with this movie. But there were a handful of results that uh, came back, and the first one we got here is Granny by Anthony Horowitz. This is a novel that is about three and a half hours long, so... Uh, Will, I'm sure that's right up your uh, wheelhouse there. Oh, wait a minute. I, yes. I, I found I found one that might be... Play on words, wheelhouse. Yeah. <laughs> I found one that might be even better for you. I'm sorry. I, I misspoke on that earlier, earlier title. This one's better. Gangsta Granny by David Walliams. What a weird last name. Walliams. <laughs> this is book one of the Gangsta Granny series, by the way. And that was just over three and a half hours long. Oh come on! Y'all haven't read the Gangster Granny? Oh, uh, you mean you mean just the first one or the tenth one? Because I'm, I'm not, you know, sometimes the, we get a mix. All up. of them. Yeah. There's also <laughs> just because uh, let's get stupid, right? Apparently, there's another series called Glock Granny's Cozy Mystery Omnibus. This is Glock Granny's Cozy <laughs> Mysteries books one through three. <laughs> Oh, Glock, Granny? Glock. Like oh, a she's not old school enough. If she, if she was really old school, she wouldn't be using a Glock. She'd be using like a Tommy gun or something. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that title was unwieldy. You know, Tommy gun Granny's not oh. as cool as Glock Granny. So <laughs> that's why they decided to go that route. But if any of that floats oh. your boat, and that, that does sound interesting, I'll give them that. You can audit, uh, download your free audiobook today by going to audibletrial.com slash bookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bookshow for your free audiobook. So I'm going to hop back over to imdb.com where we always click on the plot summaries to see what they've got and um boy i tell you what we're on a we're on a a fucking slow streak here with these imdb synopsis because they're not really there's only one uh so we're we're gonna have to actually explain some of this movie a little bit but really is there much to explain 
Granny's family wants her dead so they can collect her insurance. While she is on her deathbed, she drinks an internal life potion and returns to the land of the living. She's on a mission to wreak havoc over her greedy relatives. Really, I guess that's about as well. I guess the, the the internet read that and said, you know what? There's no more explanation needed. That's enough. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it really is. There know. might be explanation needed for the very beginning of the movie. <laughs> the very opening scenes before the credits and then the credits come. And then I guess, I don't know, with that exorcism that came out of oh, wherever. Yeah. yeah, well, the only quote that I pulled from that, and this is just me. And uh, Tiana, you want you might want to put on her, your earmuffs there. Uh, the quote that came that I came away with was, "Lick me, I promise I have no teeth down there." Now, <laughs> this was the demon that was on this. Like, all right, for, wait, let's back up a little bit. Who is this guy that shows up with the fucking elixir? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and, and he then he shows up again later. You know, like he's the catalyst of all this. But like, there's no explanation as to. Not only who he is, but what is his motivation? Is <laughs> like what's he? Hope I have to, no idea. What's he hope to get out of this? Because clearly, like he doesn't want to turn them into demons, but he knows they're going to fucking be demons. So I better be ready to fucking kill whoever I just tried to do this to. Like what? What the fuck? Can, can I throw a couple things out? First, make a phone call and say, "Hey, work things out with your family." Second, if this thing is is toxic in sunlight. Bring it at night. <laughs> you know, th- I think there's, that's the other thing too. There's more rules here than with the fucking gremlin. Like at least, at least with yeah. the gremlins, it's like, all right, don't feed it after midnight. Uh, don't get it wet. And, uh, there was, it seems like there was another one. That, that's it. You know, that, those are your rules, right? This one is just like, all right, listen, <laughs> don't drink it during the day. You got to drink it at night. Then you got to make sure you got to do the cleansing ritual. And then there's, you know, Make sure you you uh, uh, fart, but don't shit yourself. You know, there's all kinds of weird, <laughs> weird rules <laughs> that if you just fuck up once slightly, this thing's going to mutate and turn you into a demon. So yeah, once again, what's his motivation for? I don't for like basically ruining everybody's lives. You know, trying to like <laughs> maybe one day it'll work. You know, one day it's going to do what it's supposed to, and these people will do what they're supposed to. And <laughs> yes, Granny, I'm I'm here to drop off this elixir. God Almighty, your daughter. Granddaughter. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. She, she's gonna find me irresistible for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why kids grow up to be door to door salesmen. Yeah. That and uh to reference last week, they hang around the tall frog too much and things get weird. <laughs> they, boy, these are some cheap ass straight to video nineteen ninety five credits, are they not? <laughs> oh yeah. It it did it did feel like this must be where the the Turner Warner thing comes in with the with the wrestling because remember at some point we're like oh, yeah. Granny like Steam, uh, Steamboat and Sting are going to be in a ta- tag team match you know and then there's there's the the actual WCW Saturday Night match that they show her sitting there watching where it's like uh, Steve Austin and Sting <laughs> Steamboat and Ric Flair. <laughs> And, and like seeing that, like I instantly knew, all right, at the end of this, it's got to come back. Yeah. Oh, you knew <laughs> but, that. Yeah. The whole grant yeah. where, where the granny's <laughs> going to challenge the junior or whatever to a match. And then like, yeah, it, it doesn't happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like foreshadowing with a two by four is what that is. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to remember this shit, aren't you? <laughs> 
But that, that but that had to be the 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 WCW like Turner. That had to be the connection there, right? But going back yeah, to the credits, that's, that's what it, like a commercial firm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But going back to the credits, that's what the credits felt like to me. It's like <laughs> some of the animation they would have used like in a, a, a WCW pay per view from 1995. <laughs> Tonight, live on pay per view, the Granny versus Ricky Steamboat, <laughs> and then that flop, that sword flops into the screen. You know. <laughs> And she just starts hacking up a, a lung. Yeah. <laughs> but at least at least they played that off, you know. I didn't think that was ever going to come off. Yeah, yeah. Now there was <laughs> there was a to go back to why I chose this as a Thanksgiving movie to begin with. Let's let's be frank. This has absolutely you're a sadist. No, yeah, because this has absolutely nothing to do with Thanksgiving, other than the fact that they needed a reason to get this family in the same house together, right? Oh yeah, it's uh, Thanksgiving. It could have easily have been like, okay, it's Granny's birthday. They're all coming to celebrate, or oh, it's the old anniversary of blank blank. They're all the family has come here. No, they decided to go with Thanksgiving, and the main, what seemed like the main dish for their Thanksgiving dinner is soup. Who makes Thanksgiving soup? <laughs> I don't know. You have Thanksgiving chicken. Oh, yeah, you're right. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 the old Adkins family tradition is the the Thanksgiving chicken. We all know that, but soup. And then okay, I I'll, I'll go past the soup. The soup was clearly just there so they could somebody could try to poison granny, right? Because the, her family hates her, so they're going to try to poison her. The main dish that they bring out I think is like roast beef or something like that. And they even crack a joke like, "Why can't we have a normal Thanksgiving dinner, you know, <laughs> like a turkey or something?" What's wrong with roast beef? Where's the beef? It's just, <laughs> I was thinking that too. Right? It, they, that's the only thing that was missing was Granny saying that. They they definitely should have done that. I guess. They, oh yeah. I didn't. I guess they want to get sued by Wendy's for a you know even at the time it would have been a ten year old reference you know. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of that though, this movie for the time period it came out being straight to video. It sure the hell is a lot more entertaining than probably more than half the direct that came out in the home video market in the late mid to late nineties. You know? Yeah, I mean, like you know, like I said, I even remember watching this. You know, probably not long after it came out back then, and like <laughs> this, even in the now, I, I guess I could say like I I forgot about it. You know, years later, so I guess I'm part of the the responsible crew of like people that actually had saw this and didn't pass it on to other people. Like, hey, you need to check this out. But I will say now. I think this is worth going out of your way to find a copy of and check out. Like it's look, it's stupid. It's stupid in all the right ways though. You know, like, and we'll get into our ratings toward the end, but like, this is one that people should go check out if for, for nothing else than just the outlandish over the topness of it all. Right. Yeah. There's definitely something here in this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, like like it's, it's not citizen Kane or anything like that, but there is, there is something there's something to it where where it's like th- they went for the cornball, but th- this this could have been like a, a possibly like a decent you know like mid '90s scary movie. I think it might have worked. And that kind of goes with Smoke's point there, where like you were kind of in a dry desert of horror movies at this time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the ones coming out in theaters, yeah, <laughs> were. This is yeah. I said that this was better than most of the stuff coming out in home video. Hell, this was better than a lot of the stuff coming out in mainstream. You know, horror movies come out in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it took a resurgence that came a handful of years later before we kind of got out of that. But like, I think by and large, and we've talked about this before on the show that like the nineties are just kind of a, 
by and large forgettable decade for horror because, you know, not necessarily because of movies like this. It's just because most of them, a lot of them were like this. We're like, ah, it's funny. And then you just forgot about it. You know, nothing stuck. There wasn't many memorable things, you know? Yeah, it was like there were more fewer and far between, I guess you could say. There was a lot more coming out in the 80s and, of course, in the 70s before. And then you get to the 90s. They are there, but they're just not as plentiful. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think as, as prior generation. And, and maybe maybe with time, as we the further and further we get away from the 1990s, maybe at some point there'll yeah. be some more people looking back on it and trying to find some of these gems, you know? And I think to me, this is kind of a little bit one of those forgotten gems in a way, you know, like, yeah, it's stupid as shit, but you can have a lot of fun watching this and it's hilarious. And, and when, when it's funny, it's funny. He definitely, <laughs> it was, like I said, I went into this not knowing anything other than, except the name. Yeah. I haven't heard this title named before, but nobody who had, I guess said that I didn't know anybody who had seen it. So I'm sure they would have told me something about, it. you need to check this out or whatever. Yeah. Just because of ridiculousness and over the top stuff that kind of goes on that you don't expect <laughs> in certain scenes, I, such as, well, I guess we'll get there as we get to the plot. Well, phase. you get to the dinner scene, right? Where they, where they poison, I guess they at least attempt to poison granny. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Right before that though, because I feel this is one that they, 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 they it, it was a thing and then they didn't run with it. The demon cat. I think that happened oh, yeah. right before she drinks the elixir or whatever, right? That the cat drinks the elixir because she didn't follow the <laughs> rules, and then it like it becomes some pra- weird practical mutant effect, you know. <laughs> but like then from that <laughs> point forward, you don't see it again. You just hear it kind of in the background a couple of times. Yeah, I guess they just somebody probably thought, hey, we should have the cat do this, and then it'll be this little you know thing, this little puppet thing, what you know, monster, and then they didn't go. Yeah, they just didn't write anything else with it. <laughs> but they definitely could have put some more shit with that in there. Yeah, you could have got at least one cool kill scene out of the out of the cat, right? But they did. I don't think that I recall. I don't remember it ever coming in other than you hear it in the background going. <laughs> it really reminded me of Reanimator in a way. Yeah, very oh, yeah. much. So I was going to say that Reanimator, and then Tiana. Well, you go ahead and say what you were thought. Another movie it reminds me of is Dead Alive. Yeah. Oh yeah, have y'all seen? Yeah, Jackson, you know, I, I was going to point yeah. that out too. Like, there was a because you just reminded me of saying that there is a, f- a little bit of a, a Sam Raimi feel to this, right? Yeah, yes, especially Evil, in the yeah. beginning, Evil Dead. That's what <laughs> yeah. I thought of. Yep. Yeah. So they they like touching on all that. They had all that fresh in their mind. I think Evil Dead, uh, Reanimator, and Brain uh, Dead Alive. And I was going to say Brain Dead. That's the British title. How much before, same movie? How much before this? Just because I'm not looking at dates, was the Ar- uh, Army of Darkness would have come out. That came out, I know that, only because that was the year I graduated, 92. So you're only three years removed, roughly, from Army of yeah. Darkness. So this, this Sam Raimi stuff is still very much in the in, in horror, yeah. you know, like that that feel of things. So like that really did have a, a Raimi feel to it to me as I was watching it. They, it's just like they didn't go that extra step. You know, it's like it's there, but they didn't go all the way with it. But it's definitely there. And the Reanimator reference is even further out. I mean, well, even if you take, well, I guess what the Bride of Reanimator was ninety one, ninety ninety one. So I guess not too far removed. I mean, the first one was eighty five, so that was ten years ago. But I mean, I guess you know it was still around in the in the horror world. I mean, everybody loved Reanimator, so that type of horror comedy was still fresh, even though it's the first mm-hmm. one was ten years old at this point. Will, what'd you think of the uh, the way they shot that dinner scene with like <laughs> with the weird swaying cameras and the Dutch angles and shit like that? <laughs> it's like all of a sudden they went into a Batman 
66 Villain's Lair or something. <laughs> I'll be honest, I don't remember. <laughs> it was just the, the look of it, the way they shot that and everything. It was just like some weird angles and like, they they, they definitely uh, leaned into the clue. You know what I mean? It's like the whodunit mystery side oh, yeah. of it. Like, you know, they clearly all have a reason for wanting to take her out and it's just the money, obviously, right? So like, they all hate her. She hates them. But like, there was like this element in there where they were trying to add a little bit of mystery. It's like, well, who poisoned her? But they never really answered. That. I don't think they ever really answered that. Come to think of it, did they? Like, who actually? I guess all of them did, but like they didn't say yeah. like, who put the poison yeah. in there, right? Yeah, I guess it didn't really because they were all. I guess all of them were basically in on it, right? They're knowing yeah. that this is going to happen, and they. Weren't. But yeah, it's just weird. Like they kind of did kind of lean into the mystery aspect of it, but for. For no point in it, really. <laughs> and other than my, they're all doing. My favorite part of that scene is when she said to her own son, "I wish I had swallowed that load." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah when she You're says, "You're one load, I should have swallowed." Yeah, and that right there. That's the that's the the line that I didn't realize that Donnie and I and some others had been saying for years. I forgot where it came from. That's it. Yo, one little guy should have swallowed. God damn. I <laughs> should have ended the dinner. Why that's, would you say that? <laughs> that's rough. That is rough. Now, what exactly did Granny die from? Because, like, it wasn't necessarily the poison, right? I don't think. Well, she had the heart yeah. attack, and then she was still alive. Yeah. And, and, then, then, and then they bring a chiropractor I mean, in for some reason. <laughs> I mean, she put the soup in her mouth, but didn't spit it out as soon as yeah. the little girl said about poison or whatever. And she's like, Pfft. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so but like, then she died in the next, very next scene. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, maybe it was just malpractice from the chiropractor or something. I don't know what the fuck was going on, but something, like you said, heart attack. I don't know. They didn't, it didn't specify. And I guess it doesn't matter. Let's just get her dead. But she died. Just of heart failure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, she dies, but before she dies, she drank the elixir, which had been mutated by hitting sunlight or something, right? And Yeah, earlier in the movie, like, almost immediately. Yeah. Vince, why didn't he bring it at night? So, Kelly is the one family member that supposedly cares about Granny, right? So, she actually takes care of her. Well, when this guy shows up to the house with the elixir that says, like, if you drink this, you know, you'll be immortal, basically. Um... It gives her all the rules. When when the man is talking to Granny and telling her all this, she's listening on the radio, like on the the, yeah. ho- the house speaker system, whatever the hell that was, right? She's listening. But then she immediately walks into the room and opens up the curtain. So <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't she have heard like, hey, we can't expose this shit to the sunlight and then immediately expose it to sunlight, wouldn't you think? Now they did establish that the radio was like cracking up and stuff, so maybe she missed that part, but I don't I don't and maybe that's how you wave it off, but Turns out she has man hands. She was the one that, that uh, poisoned Granny in the first place. <laughs> Notorious old Kelly man hands. <laughs> the, the weird couple that are introduced in the morgue once Granny dies. And she's laying and like the, the guy that I guess works for the morgue brings in his girlfriend or whatever. And then, and then she looks, they look at Granny's, you know, corpse on the table there. And like, she says, uh, Delaney says, is that her? And he says, yep, bigger than shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good line. Um, but then, of course, Granny then comes back to life right there on the table and, and kills that dude with a bone saw. 
But really, it's more like it's really like because she does this a couple of times. It's more like death by a thousand cuts. It's it's not like I'm gonna take this thing and cut this dude's head off. It's more like ha, and then I keep cutting the shit out of him with it, you know. And then he eventually falls over, and I guess he's dead. And then like because she just chopped the fuck out of his face, and then she grabs a hold of the woman, and I guess chokes her to death. I mean, you don't see it happen, but I guess she yeah. gets choked to death. Um. Then there's a, a handful of kills after that, like. She gets back to the house and she kills her son, Albert, who is strapped to a, like a doctor's chair. And then she just like slices, slices the shit out of him with a scalpel. Then she kills his wife, Andrea, um, after the furs come to life. <laughs> She's in there like trying on the furs in an orgasmic experience. And, <laughs> and then all the furs come to life. And I guess, I guess granny comes in and kills her after that happens. But like, that's this is where you kind of lost me with I think they kind of lost some of the plot here. Like I understand that if Granny or anybody drinks this elixir and uh the the elixir hasn't, you know, you're not doing it by the rules, it goes south and then that person becomes like a demon, right? But I mean like mm. not only does she become a demon, like she becomes like a minion of hell, like she can she has powers and shit now. It's not it's not just like <laughs> It's not like she's just like possessed by a demon. Like now she's like old woman, Freddy. Like she has power over things. Like she can make these fake or these furs come back to life. And, uh, she can possess other people. The people that she kills. Yeah. Yeah. Like now she's killed all of her family and then repossesses them and turns them into like talking Ramey esque zombies and shit. Like that, that's the part that kind of lost me a little bit. Cause I didn't quite understand the leap from, well, if you don't do this right, you're possessed to all of a sudden, like, you're like, you know, a king demon all of a sudden. You're the super devil. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what she becomes because she's, like, super powerful all of a sudden. And that goes all the way to but the But then movie. you, like, flash back to the beginning of the to the movie and, all right, here's a girl. She's tied up. She kills her dad. Mm -hmm. The mom runs out and then it's like, whatever the preacher or whatever is standing over her, right? Mm -hmm. He'd never let her free. And then magically, like in this, like, like, I don't know, like daydream that he's having, she's free. She comes up to him and they're about to hook up. And then she turns back into the, to the demon and she's untied. Yeah. How did that make sense? <laughs> I guess that's part of that power set that just comes along with it that you're just supposed to accept, <laughs> you know? There, I guess there needed to be, for it to make more sense, there needed to be more explanation as to exactly what what are we looking at here? Like, what is happening if you drink this elixir? You know, like, they don't really explain that other than, like, well, you just you just become demonic. You're of, of some level, right? Like, Satan has entered you somehow through this, through this elixir. <laughs> and he still, like you said, Smoke, you still come back to, why the fuck, what's this guy's motivation? Why would he keep introducing this to people? <laughs> it's like dang it it almost worked that time maybe next time yeah <laughs> and then he dies right like pretty easily i might i might add like the one guy that seems to know what's going on and have some power in this situation <laughs> the fucking six-year-old takes him out with a sword that's right i just said that sentence the six-year-old takes him out with a sword and then at the end when it towards the end when uh you know they're they're kind of like uh my God, you know, this bloody scene or whatever, when the ambulance and the cops arrive and everything, it's that dude. 
reincarnated or it's him or whatever the fuck. It's him again, right? As one of like the ambulance guys or a cop? Yeah. I guess yeah. So that's what it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what I took from it. So I guess he's in unless, unless he's just all of a sudden hooking up again, like, oh yeah, the ambulance driver, he's pretty out of the cop or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> How about when she, when Granny kills, now I, some of the, wait a minute, before I talk about this kill, some of the uh, family dynamic here is a little confusing to me. I get that uh, some of them are her children and like, I think David, right? Or I'm sorry, Albert is her son and that's his wife, Andrea, with the furs and all that, right? Who's the other guy, David? Is that her son as well? Or is that a cousin? Or what the fuck is their relation? Because he... Yeah. Because he's got something going on with the other chick that's there, Antoinette. Who is she? Yeah. Like, I don't understand who these people are. <laughs> like, is that... It almost felt incestuous. Am I... Was I reading that wrong? Because she... Yeah, well, that's what Townsend... Yeah. <laughs> Like that's like right before they do it. Yeah, but like it, they almost establish it feels like maybe that's his niece or something, and then. <laughs> oh God, God, let's get off of this. Get off of it. It's not holding up under scrutiny. Yeah. <laughs> well, hell, that's that's the whole that's the whole movie. Right? <laughs> Quick, give your ratings. Get out. Get out. But so he's about to have sex with her. Whatever their relationship is, it doesn't feel right. Whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> uh, and then the the scene where like she's going down and coming up, going down, and then you knew what was going to happen, right? I, I wasn't the only one that was like, "Oh, she's going to come up and it's going to be the granny," right? Sure enough, right? <laughs> yeah, you knew what was going to happen there, kind of, but you didn't know what was probably you probably couldn't have predicted yeah. what was going <laughs> to. Well, how was going to climax? Let's say. <laughs> okay, so did she cut off his dick or did she <laughs> bite off his dick? She cut it off just because she, she was she was you know doing the thing going down as the girl and having the voice yeah, and then coming yeah. up finally as granny and then but then she had scissors. Yeah. Okay, yeah. She's like, right. oh, yeah, I, I, forgot about, I forgot about the, the scissors. What she did in the other every other instrument she had, she just <laughs> chop, forgot, chop 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 randomly. I forgot and then about I the scissors because I was immediately like, holy shit, she's holding his dick. That's where my focus was. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. <laughs> no, then she says, "What did she say?" She said, "Um." Now I'm going to chop your big head off or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And cuts his head off. <laughs> but I don't think you saw that. Like, no, their Cole was showing essentially an on-screen uh, dick capitation, right? <laughs> but they're not cool with showing a decapitation. Because I don't think they showed it, right? Like, I think you just assume, like, oh, well, she chopped his head no. off. Then, okay, so the girl that was Antoinette, the girl that was going down on him and then, you know, all of a sudden Granny appears. Well, she just, they didn't show her die. Just all of a sudden, she's just fucking possessed by Granny. Now she's part of it. Yeah. yeah. So I guess that's what happened, right? Granny just used her superpowers and possessed her. And okay, moving on, I guess. That's what happened. Because Even then, though she hadn't had the elixir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they move on, like something else happens. And then they come back uh, when somebody enters the room and she's sitting in there, like eating the guy. She's eating David. Like, but it's Antoinette. So, like, <laughs> Some weird shit, weird shit. And of course, like you said, uh, well, uh, the wrestling thing came back when junior, he get junior, like he's like a smart ass, like, you know, I don't know, 16 year old or something, whatever, some teenage aged kid, uh, early in the movie, he challenges her to like a wrestling match and then, but it didn't happen. But of course now that granny's possessed and super powered, 
Um, she's like, let's have that match. And then <laughs> they have like a, you know, cheap ass little match. And then she just suplexes his ass and <laughs> breaks his neck. But then, <laughs> so he's dead, but now all, pretty much all the family other than Kelly and the little girl, Amy are dead. This is where they have the zombie Thanksgiving dinner. And this is where it's like, this is like Sam Raimi esque over the topness, this whole thing. Right. Because <laughs> I also, I'll, I will add smoke the shades of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, like two or so, two or three, with the grandpa. Oh yeah! All of a sudden, Grandpa Tyra shows up, <laughs> <laughs> and he was a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, and and they, they, they start sucking face. Yeah, he walks in. Tongue and everything. Oh my God. He walks in and goes, hello everybody. And they're like, Hey grandpa. She's like Tyrus. <laughs> and then she walks over to him. And then they just start fucking tongue. I lost my <laughs> shit, man. I had to pause it and laugh for five straight minutes and then come back to the rest of the movie. I had completely <laughs> forgot about that. But as soon as I saw it, it was like, I was watching this in 1996 all over again. So, if, so of course the guy that caused all this chaos to begin with, Naaman Amon or uh, Naman Ami, I think is his name. He returns to help and is quickly dispatched. And uh, eventually, how it ends up is Granny is exposed to sunlight, and not only does she explode, all the rest of the zombie family explode except for Kelly and Amy. And then, the co- as per horror movie rules, the cops and the ambulances and everything show up right after you know the shit has gone down, and uh, Kelly and Amy are the last survivors. And then they kind of turn to each other and like, I guess they're both possessed. Cause they, I don't <laughs> even remember the line, but like Amy looks up at Kelly and says something like, we'll get them bitch or something like that. And then she's just like nodding in approval. Like, yes, you know, like, so I guess they're, I guess they're both possessed by the granny. And then that's the credits. So what did we watch? <laughs> I don't know. Exactly. Demonic fever dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we, one of us took some bad drugs and we had a shared experience somehow. That's what we just watched (laughs) at the end of the credits though. There is, it's not necessarily a cutscene or anything like that, but you hear granny laugh. If you watch the credits all the way through and then at the very end, you hear (laughs) the granny laughs. So I guess that's, that's their way of uh, setting up a, a sequel possibly like, Oh, you know, between the the very end thing where they're both possessed and then that laugh at the end, like Granny's still here, she just possessed them and now you know she takes a different form. So I'm really surprised there was never a Granny too that I'm aware of. That should have been a thing, but there you go. That's the that's the Granny from 1995. So uh, keeping with the theme now that we're we're introducing Tiana to the mix, we're gonna let her go first. We're gonna call this Ladies First with Tiana. So. Tiana, give your give us your final thoughts and what your star rating is. Now, you know we're not comparing this like we did earlier to canon movies. This is to other horror movies, you know, that we've done here. So we have a zero to five scale. And I know, you know, the only thing you've ever done here for the show was Friday the Thirteenth. So you know, you don't really have a scale set up. But uh, where does it sit on your scale? And what are your thoughts on it? Uh, my thoughts on it are, I'm glad this came up because <laughs> mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't. I don't know. Maybe eventually I would have found it, or we would have found it eventually, but. Yeah, this was one that I never got to see, and I'm glad I did now. It's very entertaining and gory, and I give it a three stars. Wow, three stars! Yeah, that's I I can yeah. I can see that. So fun, uh, yeah. 
So, uh, Professor, what do you say? Yeah, I, I uh, same way. I'm glad you picked it. I had no idea going into it what it was. Uh, just knowing that it was somehow tied to Thanksgiving because you cho- chose it for Thanksgiving, and then it was a straight to video movie called The Granny, and then the cover art. So I'm like, well, I don't know, but <laughs> we'll see. So then, yeah, after watching it, I'm glad you picked it because it was it was definitely a fun one, uh, and one that like I said slipped through the cracks for me somehow, uh, like. Like the one that Will found that slipped through the cracks for all of us. Uh, what was the one, Gene Simmons one? Oh, uh, uh, Never Too Young to Die. Never, yeah, I don't yeah. know how. I've never even heard of that movie. So, yeah. yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, this one, though, at least I'd heard the title, but I didn't think anything of it. You know, this movie called The Granny, somewhere just floating around the back of my head or whatever, but nothing nothing at all about what the plot was or, or any of that, or the, the craziness that, that it was. So, uh, pleasantly surprised, I'd say. So. Uh, and I think. I mean, having seen it this one time, I would say that it's an underrated movie considering the fact that, again, unless somebody has released it on DVD since I read that article, but I mean, I haven't seen it out there. And this is one I would think I would have seen because, you know, I kind of keep up with, try to keep up with some of the new releases coming out from these independent DVD companies and stuff. So never seen it out there, but maybe somebody did. But somebody needs to get on it and figure out the legalese, legalese on this thing <laughs> or whatever it is yeah. and get it, get a nice uh, remastered version of it out there because mm-hmm. it's definitely a fun movie. I, I mean, I'll echo my wife's. I think threes is where I stand with it, too. Well, what do you say? This movie is a bad, good movie. It is dumb as rocks, but it's so damn fun to watch. Mm-hmm. For that, I think I'm I think I'm going to sit. I'm not quite as high on it as y'all, but I, I think I'm going to go two and three quarters. There, there's a ton of memorable lines that apparently we all used and didn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like, like it doesn't make any sense, but it's so fun. And, and like I said at the beginning, there's, there's something here that was so close to possibly being a good movie. And I honestly, I, I couldn't tell you what would have changed the art. I don't know. Well, I, I think I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go, I'm not going to go quite three, but I, I'm going to go two and three quarter stars. I mean, it, it's a, a, a damn fun movie it's like i said it's all along it's stupid it's outlandish a lot of it doesn't make sense but it's it's it's, it's a lot of fun to watch you know and, and these are the kind of movies that i think come up from time to time here that we we all kind of enjoy for the same reasons so for that yeah i'm gonna go with uh two and three quarters on my scale uh donnie wasn't able to be here like i said earlier but uh he did send us uh his thoughts on it his rating and also uh his his, his uh connections from the crypt so we'll go ahead and uh, toss it down now all right so uh yeah my rating for the granny um you know the the granny it really has some funny moments but you know for the most part it's just kind of cheap man i'm sure you guys talked about the uh, uh the title credits the flipping sword it just looked like it was straight out of you know the 3d uh version of the arcade game dragon's lair uh, that's what it really reminded me of. Uh, I just, you know, maybe that's a, a little dated, but, uh, um, but actually I gave, uh, the same rating for the granny, uh, that I did for Dr. Giggles. And I would probably liken it to, uh, the same kind of entertainment value, even though the granny is a lot funnier than Dr. Giggles. You know, it's got, it does have some great one-liners, but, uh, um, I'm, 
I'm still going to rate it the same. I, I, I'm going to give it two and a quarter stars. So he he's not far off from what we said there. I think we we gave it a little bit more love than he did, but pretty much echoed the same thing there um, than all of us. So that pretty much brings the the consensus to about two and three quarter stars across the board from all of us. So that, to me, I think that's about right. So but before we before we tell you what we're going to be watching next week and uh and and, and get into uh some of that stuff I'll go ahead and uh, we, we need to talk about what we usually talk about. And Donnie did send in, like I said, his uh, connections from the crypt. So we'll go ahead and do that now. Connections. Like I always say, I don't make that any longer, but I swear every week it seems like it's longer. So here we go. All right. So uh, for, uh, the Crypt Connections for the cast side, um, we've got Sandy Helberg, who played Albert. Uh, he was also in Spinal Tap when we covered that in the Colt Corner episode. Um, there's also Anthony Hickox, who played Frederick. Um, he was also the director of Hellraiser 3. And unfortunately, uh, Anthony Hickox uh, passed away about a month ago. And on the crew side, we've got uh, makeup effects artist Christopher Allen Nelson. Uh, he was in, well, he was part of the uh, makeup effects crew for Halloween from 2018, Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends, and our most recent, uh, I want to say our most recent, um, we just covered this, this movie, uh, new release. The Exorcist Believer. So he did. He was on the makeup effects crew for those movies, and he also did the Granny. So, you know, onward and upward. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. Onward and upward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this is actually rare. We've got Will here to actually give us the official kill count. So Will, oh, I gotta go. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, so I'm going to go uh, with nine on this one. Uh, so we've got Granny, Albert, David, Andrea, Junior, Antoinette, and Naaman, yeah. who were all the family and the, I don't know, like door-to-door salesman guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and then we've got also the coroner and his girlfriend, wife, whatever you want to call her. So totaled up on nine. Let's talk about the kill reel. Highlight kill. There's a few good kills in this one, but I'm going to say David, the dude that gets his dick cut off by, by the <laughs> granny. I think. Hey, me and, me and Tiana, by the way, I muted the mic and me and Tiana was taking bets. <laughs> well, what, what, what's the consensus? I was, well, no, I was taking bets, but I said it was going to be the castration. <laughs> I was right. It's it's that predictable. But I mean, really, like, if you think about it, like, that's the one, right? Like, there are a couple good ones here, but I think that's the one. Yeah, the the one that jumped out to me, too, though, was the the furs coming to life. Yeah. Just for the what the fuck is going on here, Freddy Krueger-esque type atmosphere. Yeah, I can see that, too. But no, I think the one, I think the one that, you know, something about getting your dick cut off (laughs) and then possibly getting decapitated i guess after that um that, yeah it was a, it was a decapitation the big head and the little head yeah 
it, it takes me all the way back to street trash. I think that's maybe that gives me the warm fuzzies. Maybe that's what it is. But. <laughs> so that leads us to Gore Score. Yep, there was a as we've been discussing. There's been a decent amount of gore in this one, and I think I read somewhere where it was going to be rated NC-17, but somehow it slid by with an R. <laughs> and this is in at a time when they weren't that lenient with their R ratings as they are these days, you know, with the gore. So I don't know how, but they somehow managed to squeak by with an R. It must just have been because it was <laughs> straight to video. Maybe they they were who gives a fuck? Nobody will watch this, you know. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't even know why they if they. I did see something where it got released to drive. For some reason, it got released to drive-ins where drive-ins were not really <laughs> hmm. still that much. I mean, they were, you know, they're open, of course, but they're not like, you don't think of like horror movies going to drive-ins like they did, you know, back in the 70s and 80s. But apparently this one played at a drive-in first before it got released to to a video. So, so, that, so I don't know if that's why they were submitted to the MPAA, maybe. So, I, don't, I mean, otherwise, why would you even bother submitting it? So maybe that's it's why, even, yeah, exactly. That's why it got a rating period is because of that. I mean, because otherwise, like you said, I don't even think you have to, right? So Yeah, not. I mean, now, technically, I guess it's up to uh, maybe the video store owners. If something is unrated, whether they allow underage to rent it or not or whatever. I don't know what the, what the gist is with that. But, I mean, yeah, but yeah most most videos didn't even bother getting it rated if they knew they weren't going to be you know, getting a theatrical run for it. Maybe it's because also there was some legitimacy to the companies behind this. You know, like it was United Artists and MGM yeah. UA distributed it. So maybe that's why, you know. Maybe they had all intentions of releasing it wider in theaters and when Senate submitted the NBA and then whatever happened, maybe it, I don't know, fell through as far as distribution to theaters. But whatever the case, it was very, very gory for an R-rated movie. Yeah. And uh, I think I'm, I mean, we talked about the castration and unfortunately off-screen decapitation, but you see the aftermath uh, of his, Yeah. again, that's the animator, that sort of. Yeah, in the, in the what in the salad dish thing, yeah. whatever, in the food tray, mm-hmm. <laughs> his head. That very much reminded me of Reanimator because then his body's on the floor, and at one point he even like sends his body off to try and attack him. Yeah, the way that uh, uh, Doctor Hill did in Reanimator. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> With the neck stump and all that stuff. And yeah, then the castration scene. You had the uh, the swords stab. You had somebody getting their hand chopped off, but the other parts of the sword was more optical effect, right? It's like a, It's almost like this burning flaming it's not really flaming but it's glowing red but not like it's hot from a fire but it's like it's magically glowing red and go through people like a lightsaber or something so uh most of the sword kills weren't that gory other than the the guy getting his hand chopped off but uh but the other all the other scenes make up for that i think i'll go i'll land on a i don't know six or seven i, I, I guess i'll go with, i go with a seven i mean i think i'll have to go with seven yeah I Just go, because of the cast, the castration alone. Yeah. If it wasn't for the castration, probably get, would have went with a six because it's gory, but it's not like it's not like uh, you know street trash gory or necessarily, or even like the other movies movies we mentioned. It's not as gory as Reanimator or as gory as Evil Dead movies or whatever, but it's got a f- decent fair amount of gore in it. But the castration is what you know. It was it was your favorite kill. It was also the goriest probably seen. Definitely the most what the fuck, you know, because you don't expect that. You you expected her to go down, do whatever she's going to do, and then and that there would be something involved with his with his penis, you know, whether it's going to be cut off or something. But you you figured it would be off screen, right? Like she's going to bite it off or something. That was, but no, it's like boom, she comes up with it and then tosses it, and she gives that one liner about now I'm going to cut off your big head. Or whatever. <laughs> that whole scene, 
hilarious and gory and everything at the same time. So, yeah, just because of that, that pushes it up to seven. Well, you know, c- come to think of it now, between this, Street Trash, and I think at least Wolf Cop, right? <laughs> We've seen way too many decapitations throughout, throughout the five-year <laughs> existence of uh, the Spook Show here. So, <laughs> Tiana, I think you picked the perfect week to, to come on aboard there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's enough. So, I, I guess we'll leave it there. Next week, uh, we don't quite have what title we're going to be watching yet, because we haven't come to a complete decision. So, it's going to be a surprise to us and to you next week, but it, we do know this. It's going to be our latest Colt Corner selection. So that's how we're going to be celebrating our, uh, uh, while we're eating our Thanksgiving leftovers and everything, we're going to be um, talking our next Colt Corner. So that's it. So for Donnie, who couldn't be with us, Tiana, Professor Smoke, Will, I'm Josh. We are the All American Spook Show, and we'll talk to you next week for our latest Colt Corner. Please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you.